like ACDC, we're back. But neither of us are wearing black. So that analogy is only half appropriate. Very well done. Very well done. <laughs> uh, yes, we are back with another new, exciting, thrilling episode of What Are We Even Doing? Yay. Oh, well, my my screen went black as I started it's, to show you the logo. Well, it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. Uh, Brayden, how are you? How I, are things going? Let's Let's peel back the curtain. Tell people what's going on with the life of Damien Disjane. What's going on with my life? Um, you don't gotta go to... Just whatever. Well, basically, the only new development is the part-timer that we just got to cover from our full-timer leaving okay. is now leaving. He's, ah, putting on, yes. he's putting in his notice tomorrow, but he doesn't want me to tell the managers, and it took everything in my power not to tell the managers because I wanted... Nothing more than for them to be mad at him tomorrow, but whatever. He's a cool friend, but, like, basically, I'm a part-timer, and I'm probably going to be working 45 hours a week. Correct. Which is fine, but I better get them weekends off, is what I'm saying. That's why it's the only reason I'm not a full-timer. Other than that, we had a show this past Saturday, and it went well. For the most part, yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with how... (laughs) My stuff went. Didn't hurt me a bit. Yeah. I feel fine. Uh, do we have anything that we need? No, we do plugs at the end of the show. Um, I have been doing decently well. The weather lately up here in northern Illinois has been, if uh, depression was a climate, uh, it would be this. Yeah. Just an that's... endless gray, cold, lifeless void that we live in for a few months of the year. It's, uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're going to try to bring some heat on these uh, recordings tonight, guys. I think we've got some good, some, some good shit, such good shit, um, on the docket for these uh, next coming, coming episodes. But we cannot get this show going without ringing that opening bell. I even had to correct because I have uh, clipped my nails, bringing it back to a former topic. Okay, I had to struggle very quickly there to open that with the uh, meat of my fingers. I feel like the more we think about it, the closer we're going to get to a mistiming, and then we're going to have to just... I did have to really, like, very quickly correct for that. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with that, because I I wanted to record this episode. It's like uh, when you would watch a guy, like, do an elbow drop off the top rope, and they try to do the Macho Man thing where they stand, you know, and pose at the top (laughs) buckle. But there's that moment where they're like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose it. But then they catch it just in time, and, like, everything's totally okay. Uh, You know how the Impractical Jokers have that thing where, like, at the end of the episode, there's the big loser who has to do this punishment, and if they don't do the punishment... They are kicked off the show. So, okay, I honestly don't know that, and you're the second one of my friends in the past, like, three days to reference the Impractical Jokers, <laughs> and just, I'm assuming you're a fan? I am. Yeah. Okay, because this other one, it was like, have you ever seen this shit, you know, whatever, I was like, ah, I watched, like, part of one or two episodes, and it was just, bro, it's so fucking funny, and I'm like... Maybe I just need to try this again. I don't know. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go on. So if if you Point. if you fuck up and then you fuck up again, you're just you're out of the gang. You're not an impractical joker. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So far, no one has ever refused a challenge, which is why there's okay. still four of them. But basically, what I'm saying is, if we miss time, oh, that, okay. 
It should be the end. <laughs> There's a million ounces more it pressure just now. Immediately, like the record scratch sound effect, and, yeah, then, and then just we're... just um, the emergency signal broadcast. <laughs> I feel like now that I've said that, it's gonna happen too soon. So what oh, do we just God. like not end the show because of a missed time? I we'll prefer just... that. Yeah. We'll have to think of something off air of some like something that's gotta happen if we miss time the opening yeah, bell. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe some sort of a challenge, maybe a gentleman's duel. Mm, uh, okay. Now I mentioned this to you off air, obviously, because it was off the air. But <laughs> uh, thought about debuting a new segment tonight on the show. Okay. Uh, Braden here doesn't know what this is, but we're about to experience it, I'm... guys. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna read. Some what are we even doing fan mail. Okay, okay. Now you may be asking yourself, how is this possible? What with the <laughs> podcast's complete absence from social media? Uh, it's P.O. Box. We'll just call it that. Alright. <laughs> Dear what are we even doing? I'm a huge fan and I hope to not only someday be a guest, but also a successful professional wrestler. The problem is I'm a doughy moron and I have no disability to blame my idiocy on. If I'm not ever going to be able to deliver Grand Slams in the ring, I might be able to enter a Grand Slam eating competition at my local Denny's. Would love to have you guys document, possibly join in the competition. Your podcast is very enlightening and a great reminder of how completely inept I am. Uh, sincerely, Dakota. Mm, uh, okay. <laughs> I Look, I'm just reading them. Uh... <laughs> Moving on to this next one. Dear, what are we even doing? How do you respond to the allegations that Rose is a drunk bully who makes his students do trivial chores for him because he's too lazy? Sincerely, Evangelistico. Uh, I'll have you know, Berna likes shoveling my driveway. He chooses to do that. That is true. This is true. Uh, let's see. I've got one more here. Dear, what are we even doing? When will you guys start taking requests for shows to cover... When will you voice your opinions on Independence for Vermont? And when will you address Braden's eating disorder? Sincerely, John Tenta. I would like to address... Let's go top to bottom here. When will we start taking requests for shows to cover? I'd say the moment that we start a, a Facebook page, a Twitter account, anything for this podcast. And actually allow ourselves communication <laughs> Which with fans and the outside world in general. I I think it should be sooner rather than later. Yeah, I um, agree with that. And I would also like to state that when this inevitably does happen, just because you request something, that don't mean we're going to do it. Yeah. Berna, we're not going to do Capital Punishment 2011. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oof. There's... Oof. That would fit the theme of the, what we're recording tonight. I told Berna that if we ever... Which, we got Berna out of the way a couple times now. Sure. We, gotta, we have to mention him. Um... I'm I just told glad him that if we do that show, he has to be on the episode. Okay, that's fine. With no clause this time. That that would absolutely fit the theme that we've been running with of uh, a show that has one great match that you don't remember anything else of. Because there is an Orton Christian match on that. Really? Because yeah. I watched this show with Burnham uh, one time mm -hmm. because we wanted to watch it because of the absurd cover of the caricature and then oh, yeah. featuring the caricature of Obama yeah. in the show. Right. But... We took it as a joke, so we didn't pay enough attention to even know that that match was uh, even on that show. There is a Norton Christian match on there. It is, if you can imagine, very good. But of that whole mm. series of matches, it's definitely at the bottom. Mm, okay. Which is 
weird to say that you know what I mean. Like it's still great. Yeah, yeah. But if the, uh, if your worst match in a series is great, sure, yeah, you're absolutely doing well. Uh, let's see. When will you voice your opinions on independence for Vermont? Uh, I'll tell you this. I forget that Vermont is a state. They want to secede. Let them. Don't care. Yeah. I don't think that they. I don't think they've ever contributed anything to America society in, <laughs> in general. Like I'm sure there's somebody famous from Vermont, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. Like, New Hampshire too. It's just the same state upside down. Is it? If, See, that's map, how little looking, I know. That's or care. exactly. Yeah. I just right. remember. Uh, yeah, whatever. And last, when will we address Braden's eating disorder? We will not address that on the show. That is a private matter between Braden, his doctor, and Jimmy Johns. Apparently, it's a a <laughs> private matter between me and some someone else because I don't even know about it. Um, but denial is the first step. Um, that's true. <laughs> before we get to today's main event, which is your pick, mm. okay. let us foreshadow. What is your pick for today and why? My pick for today is Judgment Day 2008. Mm-hmm. Is that how you, how, you, how you do that? I think if you do it, it, it actually be like 20 ought 8. Mm, okay. What about 2 ought ought 8? You know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I think that might be allowed. I think we ought to do that. Dickity, <laughs> dickity ought ought 8. We had to say dickity because the Kaiser stole our word for 2. Um... This is a deep Simpsons book. Yeah, yeah, wow. I don't even know where to start, but um, I picked this show because very much for the same reason I picked uh, Payback 2013. There is a match on this show that I love and that I have not seen any of the other show except for when I watched it for this. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've seen that match, the, the match on this show, which I'm not going to talk about it right. until we we'll get, get there. we'll get there. I've seen the match on this show so many times that I didn't even watch it for this podcast. Oh, okay. I just Fair. I skipped over it because I wanted to go to bed. So <laughs> to be again, honest. again, foreshadowing. We'll get there. But my viewing, my viewing of these shows for this podcast has become completely different from like the way that I view wrestling any other time. Mm. But I, we'll we'll get back to that. Uh, should we begin this event by getting to the undercard? Um, I don't really know if I have an undercard to be honest. I don't have much of one. I actually... I'm trying to put a little bit more effort into this. And yeah. my memory is sh- shit, as has been previously discussed on this program. Chair shots my dome and the hatred I have mm, for my skull. Yeah. So I find that now I have to make notes of damn near anything that I want to have on here. So, And I'm going to split these up because we're doing more than one today. Um... I watched... It's Rumble season, guys. We're recording this just a few days before the 2-0-2-1 men's <laughs> and women's royalist rumbles. And so I was like... had this discussion today of what is the best match from the Royal Rumble show that is not the Rumble of said show. Now, for me, the best one is always going to be Triple H versus Cactus Jack, Rumble 2000. Yeah. Incredible match. In my opinion... Ooh, if it's not Triple H's best match, it's tied, or it's a close second. Um, if you haven't seen that match, by the way, especially if you're a fan of like hardcore or uh, maybe even like deathmatch wrestling, do yourself a favor and go watch it. Uh, supreme storytelling, great match. But uh, one that got brought up was uh, John Cena and AJ Styles from 2017. Hmm. 
So this was the last time that Cena won the WWE title. Um, tying Ric Flair's record of 16 world titles, which is kind of a bullshit thing, but we always just kind of accept it, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Jerry Lawler's like a million-time Memphis world champion or some shit. Uh, uh, Goldberg is 173-0 or whatever. With only 90 matches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I went back and rewatched that match because I do remember it being excellent. And uh, it is. It, it's actually several times better than I even remembered it being. Uh, absolutely fantastic. The pace of it is crazy. Um, I know there was a time where everyone just kind of thought Cena wasn't good in ring. And there was a time where I would have said, that, that, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I cannot pinpoint the exact moment, but there is a moment somewhere after that where he just gets, uh, like, no one talks about it, but just God-tier good in ring. He gives AJ the uh, Code Red, the Yoshi Tonic. Yeah. And it's it's flawless. And it's the thing where it's like, that is a huge, huge man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't be able to do that at all, let alone have it look the way that it did. Uh, especially on AJ Styles is not a huge man at all. Uh, the match is incredible. Uh, the only other thing that I watched was a um, about thirty minute documentary that they put up on the network about AJ's debut mm. in the Rumble because I was like, wow, it's crazy. I think he he debuts in the Rumble twenty sixteen, right? Me and everyone else, we all lose our. Complete fucking shit. A year later, he's wrestling John Cena for the third time on a pay-per-view and defending the WWE title after having held it for several months. Yeah. Like, the amount of success the guy has had is... Dude's had a 10-year career in four years. Yeah, honestly, that's a great way to put it. He's one of the top 10 longest reigning champions of all time. He had a year-plus run. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's true anymore, but there was a point where someone had done the math and AJ had spent more days as a champion in the Fed than he had spent days not. Yeah. Which is That's insane. Wild to think. Is he uh, a Grand Slam champion? Uh, no. He, he would, he's had the WWE title, the IC belt a few months ago, and he was US champ a couple times. So never tag. Never tag? No. Hmm. Which is also strange. Because you would have thought that... insane to me to think that John Cena is not a Grand Slam champion. Oh, yeah, he is. He is? Oh, yeah. I looked this up, and I don't remember him ever winning the IC belt. He didn't. Well, okay, is your definition of Grand Slam four titles, or is it all of them? Because Cena's never been the Intercontinental Champion. I thought that it had to be all four, or all of them. Well, there was a time where it was called that because there were only four. Mm, Now there's 11 billion titles. Yeah. I thought it was... uh, United States, I see one of the world champions in a tag belt. I thought that's how it was. I mean, maybe that is it, but if that, what I'm saying is, if that is it, then Cena is not that because he. There was a lot of short words there, and I think I just <laughs> blew a fuse. Uh, he's never been the IC champ. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think, and honestly, if he comes back, great story. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I've been saying that for years. Yeah, that would be. Dope, especially shit right now with Big E. Oh, that could be awesome. I didn't even think about that. That that'd be amazing. Imagine if we did that. Start that going right now. Make that your mania match for Big E. There you go. See, guys, hire us. Well, that's Just saying, Vince. We know you listen to this. <laughs> we yeah, and and let's let's we're better bookers than any of the books on that shelf right now. 
Well, there's was, some good books on that show. But we're better than them, right? Uh, I don't WWE know, WWE is never going to hire us if we're not as good as American Gods. The, you're not as... Alright. <laughs> Neil Gaiman pissed. Uh, but yeah, the documentary, too, that I watched about that AJ thing was pretty interesting. And it was it's always wild to me whenever you can see uh, like TNA footage and stills on a WWE program. And there's, yeah. there's a lot on that. Like, there's Ring of Honor clips and stuff. Uh, a lot of shots of, like, Christopher Daniels and shit. And it's like, it's just, there's something interesting about that to mm-hmm. me. But, uh, yeah. You got you got nothing? I don't, no, I don't, I don't have anything. Well, then shall we? We shall. Shall we? We shall. We shall. <laughs> It's main event time. Judgment Day, 2008. Already talked about why this event was chosen. Uh, my first note on this... Okay, so actually... My <laughs> my, my viewing uh, experience or style or whatever. I have to break these down when I watch them now. I can't... It's so hard for me, one, just because of my own schedule and shit, but to like... Sit and watch an entire pay-per-view. Pay attention to it. Take notes, you know, whatever. Because I'm trying to bring you, the audience, a quality product here. There you go. It's really hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times for these, I'm watching one to two matches, maybe three at a time. I'm taking my notes and I'm like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even if it's good sometimes, it's just like, alright, that's it. Um, I gotta get out. So, my first note on this is probably about the uh, opening video package, but I had forgotten that there's an Edge and Taker match on here. Yeah. And, I didn't uh, know any of the matches on this show except for the one that we'll get to. Right. But my first note just says that, man, those two were always good together. Like, yeah. They just had, like, such good natural chemistry. Um, I, my, my first note is, in fact, about the video package. It says this video package is amazing. Yeah, that had. I'm, I'm sure, like, sometimes I feel like if my notes are brief... It's because I was actually caught up watching what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I also have a note here about how, man, I miss unique pay-per-view sets. What? Me too. I just, uh, I, I try to keep my phone on silent. <laughs> oh, I didn't even So hear that it. it not, well, I heard it because... Now, when you say you try to keep your phone on silent, you mean that you set it on silent. Well, you see, I forgot. <laughs> so and then when I got a message... you failed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> As, <laughs> so, but I I turned it on silent and then it did like little double vibrate thing and I'm like oh why, and then I got a message directly after that and it did the double vibrate again so that's why I did. We that. get it. You're popular. Hmm. That's not the first and that will not be the last no, time that that will no. be said. It's, oh, heavy is the head that wears the crown. King shit of fuck mountain over here. <laughs> I get text messages. He says. Uh, I didn't even mean that. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I got a note here about how much I miss pay-per-view sets. Yeah. Like, this one I think is like a burning earth or something. Yeah. Or maybe it's the sun. No, it's the earth. It's the earth? It gets hit with an asteroid and then there's like... Oh, okay, it, yeah. Like, so yeah. Extinction level event. Yeah. Um, call that an ELA. No, ELE. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I was like, wait, what? Uh, this opening contest, though, John Cena versus John the Bradshaw Layfield. Hot John on John action. 
Mmm. I don't... Mmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I... This one was kind of an odd one for me to watch, because, like, I was honestly thrown off that Cena was in the opener. Specifically in, like, yeah. 08. Yeah. I can um, see that. I, it genuinely, I, I immediately was like, oh shit, we're opening with a title match because I just assumed John Cena yeah. was a champion. It's like, mm-hmm. oh no, it's not. What? Huh? Uh, I don't know. To me, this was just kind of there. It was, there was some neat stuff in here. Um, mm-hmm. I love and hate JBL going from uh, arm heat to rib heat. Yeah, because, I didn't even like, notice that. I just noticed he, there was, was a lot of rest holds. Going on... There were a lot. Um, he was going on the arm, and then like they did a spot where Cena was going to suplex him out of the ring, but uh, mm-hmm. JBL lifted him up and then gutted him on the rope. So I was oh, like, okay, okay, that makes yeah, sense to, that. like, yeah. something happens, unfolds naturally, and, and, oh, now I have a better opportunity going sure. for this body sure. part. So I love and hate that, but, um, yeah. So basically what I'm saying is there's rib heat, otherwise known as... A joke often played by someone of more experience wherein you make the victim think that someone is mad at them when they are in fact not for the purposes of ruffling feathers. Woof. Like, or, yep. or reet, if you reet. want to be. There we go. Uh, I... I'm proud of that one. <laughs> you should be, actually. That was a, that was a good bit. Uh, I don't think these two had any chemistry together. I, I'd have to rewatch their Judgment Day 2005 the, That's matchup. the one that's like... I quit, I think, and it's a complete bloodbath. Yeah, it? because Judgment Day 2004, JBL oh, right, right. Yeah. obliterates Eddie's noggin. I, I do remember that one being very good. I hated their match. They had at Mania where Cena won the belt. I've never seen it. It's, it's, oof. It's, it honestly, it kind of sucks that like JBL had a, specifically in hindsight, great run as champ, and then that match and Cena's like, first crowning moment is just kind of like, bleh. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It was something. Uh, my next note just says, fuck Mike Adamley. That, I just, I, mine is, mine <laughs> just says Mike Adamley. Like, that, there's no did more to say about that. you forget to write fuck before? <laughs> yes, I apparently <laughs> did. That's, what a f- insane failed experiment. Mm. Have you ever seen the the clip of when they announced Mike Adamley as the Raw GM? No, I have not. So this was like a, an unbelievable fucking thing that they did. So they were doing the whole like, who's going to be the new Raw GM thing or whatever, because we got no good ideas. And the end of the show, I don't remember how or why, but it's Cena and Batista in the ring. And then come to find out at the end of this, or afterwards, no one knew except Mike Adamley. <laughs> That this was the end result of the the thing, right? Okay. So Cena and Batista's reactions to this are like, shoot. They announced the new Raw GM, and he's on commentary. So he like gets up and gets in the ring as they're announcing it. Mike, Adamley, and they both have that like, just jaw down. Oh God, what fresh hell is this? They're <laughs> Look, jo- and he's like, Mike <laughs> Adams is like hugging these guys. He's like, yeah. And I'm like. Their jaws were on the floor. That they were. <laughs> like, also, so was mine, because I was like, this guy can't even fucking shit correctly, let alone <laughs> run a show. Like, Jeff Harvey. Hardy. <laughs> oh, God. Dude. Ugh. Anyways. I, I hate to criticize someone for a job that I would be equally bad at. 
but goddamn, how did he get on that stage? I don't even like to. Tr- I don't even like to pick on Adam Lay for for that specific thing. I know that's like a, a very popular one, and it is funny. Jeff Harvey Hardy, whatever the fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't even like to like pick on him for that because to me, I'm like, all right. In all fairness, that could happen. You yeah. know, anybody can get tongue tied. I understand that your job is to speak, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, uh, you know, sure. It's just everything else about him, specifically on commentary. I was like, holy God, like this guy, he sounded like a used car salesman who had never driven a car. (laughs) Yeah, it goes vroom. Look at it go. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, good. So I my next note here just says, I actually really, really liked this. The next match, by the way, it's, Miz and Morrison against Mr. Money in the Bank CM Punk and the ECW champion Kane. <laughs> Something that I had forgotten. Yeah. Um, my note here just says, I did really enjoy this era of Miz and Morrison, but it sucks that it has not evolved. Mm. The show is from 08. Yeah. We are now in 21. And they're doing the same shtick. I liked their music videos, though. Music videos were great. Some of the dirt sheet stuff was great. They did this one thing one time where they were making fun of Finley, and it, it, one of the hardest laughing fits I've ever had in my life. They were like, for some reason, buck-toothed Irish guys at a bar speaking in like <laughs> an Irish accent so heavily and heavy and bad that it was almost uh, uh, indecipherable. <laughs> and there's something where they're just like slamming down pitchers of beer and just screaming about fighting. And I think it was Miz is like, he said he's going to fight me like an eight year old. Turns out he fights like a five year old. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> to me, that was like, this is very funny. And there was other funny bits on the dirt sheet, but I don't know. It's it's like, yeah, that was then, and uh, here we are now. This match, though. First of all, I have a note that says slow chemical. You know how I feel about it. <laughs> but, okay, let me ask you this. How do you feel about Miz's shorts? I hate it. Really? I hate Fedora Miz. I okay. hate him. It looks so much better now. <laughs> mm. I guess I would hate the shorts more, or less, if he didn't have the f- f- pissing fedora. <laughs> uh, I'm with you on the fedora hate. No, no man in this century should have ever worn a fedora. Um, I'm, I don't know, unless you're in a play or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even then, for when you're on stage, guys, show's over. Put that hat back on the rack. <laughs> um, I I actually kind of liked the shorts, if for no other reason, because they are they were different. Like Fair enough. When were Paul Lennon and Brian Kendrick doing their thing? A couple years before that. Okay, fair enough. And they, they always had that shiny, like, trash yeah, bag pulled shorts. They, yeah. they had, like, he, Miz had, like, the Shawn Michaels type, where they had like jewels and stuff on them, but yeah, they just stopped yeah. at the knee. Um, let's see what else. Do you want me to make you mad about music again? Yeah, sure. Possibly, because I, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this. I, I prefer Kill Switch Engage to Cult of Personality. You know, you might think that would anger me, and I don't know that it does. Because mm. that that kill switch song did fit for punk, yeah, pretty goddamn well. Um, 
Cult of Personality, I think, was perfect for the quote-unquote comeback. He was gone for, you know, three weeks or something like that. Yeah. And that's always going to... For me, it's always going to have a tie into that was his theme in Ring of Honor when he was leaving. Yeah. So I always viewed it as like, oh shit, this is, you know, a rewarding thing for us longtime fans, which it probably isn't. It's honestly probably just that he likes the song, made <laughs> yeah. some outrageous demand for the Fed to pay to, for the rights, which I'm sure in Living Color was like, we will take a hundred dollars. Like, I don't think any, I couldn't tell you another in Living Color song if you had a gun to my head. I didn't even know that guy was black until they performed at Mania. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck's this guy? (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing about that band. Um, Now let me go back just a minute. Mrs. Shorts. Have you ever heard the story about why he switched? No, I have not. So he did some bit with Jericho where Miz was wrestling under a mask with like a maple leaf on his like Calgary kid or whatever. Gets on a mask. Oh my God, it's the Miz. I, I don't remember the setup for this. But allegedly, that was the first time he'd ever been on TV in traditional uh, trunks. And when he came to the back, Vince was like, Kid, you've got great legs. You should show them off all the time. And <laughs> that was when he made the switch to trunks. Yeah. Which, it's great for him, I think, overall. Especially because Miz always has good gear. Yeah. Like, no matter what the fuck he's doing and how stupid it may be, he always has good gear. Mm-hmm. Any hoot. Uh, so this match, though. Mike Adamley calls CM Punk CM, as if that is his first name. Every yeah. other commentary commentator in the history of commentary has called him either Punk. CM Punk or Punk. Right. Yeah, uh, diving clothesline from CM oh, God. drove me nuts. It'd be like somebody calling... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Big chokeslam there from under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the WMD from Big. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're right. Even on that one, you can get away with just calling him Show. Yeah. Like, oh, God. He's not good. Miz had... Or, not Miz. I'm sorry. uh, CM did have a very good power slam. I I noted that. It was pretty good. Uh, In fact, I might say... I think I remember it being better than Orton's on this show. It probably is. (laughs) Now that I'm remembering what Orton does on this show, yeah, I feel like... You're probably right. Um, so, like, I don't know. This match was okay. Th- this whole show kind of had a v- real house show vibe to it to me. Yeah. Uh, but Miz takes that fucking choke slam on the floor, though. Yeah. Oof. Big And oof. then, in my mind, doesn't sell it enough. Because <laughs> he's still on his feet leaving with Morrison up the ramp. Because then they go they go over or whatever somehow directly after that. Uh, yeah. Moonlight Drive. Which, I love John Morrison's Moonlight Drive. Mm-hmm. I like how he hooks like underneath the arm and not just the head. I love, yeah, I love it's, it. It's almost like a head and arm cravat. Uh, mm-hmm. So, my next note here just says, all caps, here we go. <laughs> my, I'm going to read you my entire all my notes for this. I, I, go, all my go notes for, for it. Com- I, I will not interrupt. Go, go. Shawn Michaels versus Jericho. Talk about the match. You don't need notes. That those are my. That's entirely uh, okay. So for the listening audience, though, uh, we're on Judgment Day 08. If you guys have not seen this Shawn Michaels Chris Jericho match, neither of us I think can recommend it enough. Uh, <laughs> I am of the, and I know this is a hot take. 
for long-time fans and purists like myself. I think this is the best match these two ever had. I think the one that they have at Mania 19 is great. It's a great, great match. There's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I like this one better. I I think that the story is a little bit more nuanced here. I think that the... They're also, this is several years later, so they're both just better performers overall. Yeah. And that's not to say that they were in any way... Sh- that match at Mania 19, in my mind, is the best match on Mania 19, which is a loaded Mania that nobody talks about. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not trying to belittle any of their other matches. I love the latter match they end up having later this year. This is... We're in the beginning of my favorite feud of all time here. This Jericho... It's Sean 08. So good. You guys can't see it, but like we were both like flexing our hands <laughs> and stuff and like jumping around like maniacs. Um so we're gonna try to go through this as in I would describe near pornographic detail as we can. <laughs> in the video package for this, uh people who want to talk about like long term storytelling and how it is absent from the WD product these days, on the raw side I agree. There's none. However, at this point, Man, they were telling good, compelling stories with the people that they could do that or would do that or you know, whatever the case may be. But in the video package leading up to this match, there's the whole, like, is Shawn Michaels hurt? Is he lying about being hurt? Is he lying about not being hurt thing? My favorite thing about this whole thing is that if you watch it from the outside, Chris Jericho is actually the baby face. And mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels is actually the heel. So it's like... I don't like heel turns that are just, I want to be evil. (laughs) I like it better when there's a reason for it. The Attitude Era was full of bullshit turns that were just like, I love the fans, and then three weeks later it's, fuck you people. Like (laughs) This one makes perfect sense, uh, but there's a line that's in the video package for this that is, in my mind, the key point of why Jericho turns. He says to Sean, I know you're hurt. I know it in my heart. And he gets super kicked. So to me, I was always kind of like, oh man, if you look at it from the outside perspective, Jericho is the sympathetic character here. Yeah. He was lied to, said, no, you're lying. The lie continued. He believes it. He becomes completely invested in it. And then it's, no, I lied to you. Yeah. And then somehow him being angry and vengeful about that makes him the bad guy like that that's why i think this is just so brilliant all good heels are justified and this might be the most justified a heel has been um so this is when i was talking earlier about how like i you know i watch a lot of these like in segments you know day by day or whatever i do remember i had finished the (laughs) literally the opening uh, the opening match, and then the tag match. I was like, okay, yeah, I think I'm just going to shut this off and go to bed. And then it was, coming up next, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. I was like, oh, shit, no. And I, it, like, legit, it was like a shot of adrenaline. I was like, I'm going to watch this again. I've seen this match 120 times. I will watch it 180 more times before I die. It's so good. Um, and one of my notes this time around that I was like, man, I, I think I'd always known this but never like formulated it into words. The first opening several minutes, Jericho is still going after the leg that he, yeah. that Sean had lied about being injured, and I was like, "Oh shit, he still believes it's real." 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's still believing that lie. Yeah. Um, I have a note here about the bridge up spot. Yeah. Which is so hard to do, and then they do it into basically an arm trap backdrop. Which has got to be so painful. Yeah. Um, I hate... Sean's horseshit figure four submission hold he was using at this time period. <laughs> Hate it with a passion. Uh, one of my other notes here, and this is for you as well. There's a beautiful shot of uh, Sean in the corner. He something, something, something. He bitch slaps Jericho. Jericho just tees off on him. Sean covers up and goes into the corner. And then, yeah, he, you can't see it, guys, because it's not a visual medium. But Braden is literally doing it, where he's got the, the fists up, and he's making that very, uh, I'll call it coquettish smile. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, come on, motherfucker, come get me. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's perfect character work. Every wrestler listening to this right now, do that. Not that exact spot, but do that type of, that level of performance with who you are in the ring all the time. Just... Guys, it's so good. Uh, Jericho's uh, expression when the match starts. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's plain. It says nothing but I am disappointed in you. Not that I'm mad. Not even that I'm mad. His right. expression is just, I'm disappointed. Which we all know is worse. Oh, infinitely so. Um, the knees up on the elbow drop. Yeah. I. It's weird because I was like, I've again, I've seen this match so many times. I don't think I'd ever seen that done before that match. And if I had... And maybe it has happened, I just haven't seen or I've forgotten about it. I have no idea. thought it was brilliant. Uh, my next note here just says, this is a master class of physical storytelling. Mm-hmm. The, the counters, the reversals... The... the layers, because Jericho gets the knees up on the elbow drop mm-hmm. later in the match... Jericho oh, goes yeah. for the lion salt. Sean gets the knees up, but Jericho is again one right. step ahead and scouts it into the. You just blew my mind. I'd never even put that part together. Yeah, I, I crazy. Just being one step ahead of each. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love and it. that love makes it. perfect sense. Yeah. Like, um, now we're going to talk about what I have written down here is the spot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. myself and Matthias Cage, huge fans of this match. <laughs> And there is a moment in the match where Sean is tuning up the band, which, weird thing, and I think uh, Meg pointed this out while we were watching this, why did people count? Sean goes to the corner, starts stomping, and they would legit, one! Stomps again, <laughs> two, and I was like, that's not a thing. That's it's never not, been a thing. Because when he gets to the part where they're about to stand up and he like starts hopping yeah. quickly, do they count faster? Five, or? six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> one, two, like, I, three, I think it's four, just something five. that they want, like, you want to make, you know, what are you, else are you going to Stomp! Stomp! <laughs> Tune! Up! Because it, it makes sense with, like, Seth Rollins' version. It's the triple stomp for the curb stomp, so burn it down. Right. You know, That's burn, Yeah, like, exactly. That's cheerly. Drew McIntyre literally goes, one, two, No, 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 no. He does, three. he does three, two, one. Oh, three, two, one. And then wham, one, two, three. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, Sean's tuning up the band. Jericho goes to get to his feet. Sean starts to do the little shuffle before the kick. Jericho falls down. They repeat this. 
on the third time, Sean is very uh, exasperated. He just wants to fucking kick this guy. Goes with a super kick. Code breaker out of nowhere. So, something that I have noticed with Jericho specifically with that move. So good at protecting it. Because if he was going over with it, code breaker, pin, finish. When he wasn't, code breaker, sell for a few seconds. Crawl over, kick out. Mm-hmm. People still buy it, but I'm like, I'm o- I'm on to you, Christopher. I know your pattern here. Um, it's great. Uh, the the counters on counters on counters in this match, mm-hmm. specifically down this last stretch here, like you were talking about the the lion salt knees up no, which I think actually bleeds into the finish, doesn't it? Yes, it yeah. does. Because he's going for the walls, and then Sean does the spin around mm-hmm. flip into the, like the uh, right. Which uh, I always well, call the Malenko, because it's okay. the guy that I remember doing it most. Uh, well, then that's what I'm going to call it, because I don't know what else to call it. Just, it's just a perfect match. It actually is. <laughs> like, there's not one moment in it that is, it's not, it's never boring, There, it never feels forced, there's no, there's not even anything that's sloppy in it, there's that, uh, Jericho gets super kicked while he's on the apron. Yeah. And even that, it's like... It all adds up, like, even if you don't watch the rest of the show, guys. (laughs) Do what we usually do. Watch this match. Uh, You want to be mad at Dakota again? Oh, God. He doesn't like it, does he? He did not like it. He just didn't like it as much as I did. And I was disappointed. I looked at him like Jericho did at at the beginning of this match. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a fucking idiot, but... I can understand not liking it to the level that you and I do because we're intelligent, sophisticated, savvy men. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not not every dredge of society is going to have the palate for the art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a ceviche uh, that you and I do. Uh, um, hold the fort down for a moment. i got to get a beverage. But, um, yes, so this spot, this spot... Tom has told me, and now I call it the Judgment Day 08. This uh, this go for move, guy gets up, falls, guy gets up, falls, guy gets up, and then he hits a move. It's called the Judgment Day 08 now. Tom, you've done it a couple times. How many times? Done it numerous times. Numerous Specifically times. Specifically with me and Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would, depending on where we were uh, and what type of, like, what match we were supposed to have, we would legit just be like, okay, blah, 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 what do you want to do tonight? Judgment Day, and then it would just be, well, which one, because me and him had so many matches that the alignment would shift often. Mm-hmm. Who's the heel, who's the face? In my mind, now it's interesting because, okay, you just did this as the I finish did, to your yes. match this past week. I popped huge for it, by the way. Great match. Uh, should be on, is that going to be on IWTV? It should be, I think right, so. Cool. This is our season if it is, premiere, I if hope If it is, so. great. If it's not, it's lost to the ages. Um, well, I hope I can get the footage. <laughs> I want to see it. Uh, but it's Damien Deshane versus Berna. Really good match. A lot of wild stuff. But that was the finish, and it was it was interesting to me because I think that whenever me and Cage would do it, we would always, almost, almost always try to do it to where the heel is the one falling. Mm-hmm. But you guys did it where it's the baby face and it's the and it's for the win, which is great. Uh, also, kudos to you guys. I've never actually used this spot as the finish. 
Mm. Well, like you, to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever used it as the finish. I showed Berna the this match. Well, he didn't watch it, but I showed him specifically this spot, right? In hopes that we could do it because I wanted to. Um, and we had originally planned it because I just assumed Berna was going to win. Sure. Um, we had originally planned it. He would be uh, the one falling because mm-hmm. I I agree with you. Normally, I would do the um, uh, the heel falling, and then he was going to hit me with the magnum out of nowhere. Um, but now I ended up. I did do this one time, and I got some heat for it. Be- not well. Let me explain. It was after I was coming back from the blood clot thing. Which okay. maybe sometime we'll do a separate like we we've talked about doing some like uh spin off episodes where it would just be like wrestling stories and such from both of us. Yeah. That whole deal might be one that we cover at some point. But basically I'd come back from the blood clock thing. It was my first match back at Anarchy. And it was me and uh, uh Kenway. And I did this the judgment day spot. Clutching my ribs, my lungs, because the crowd knew what was up. They yeah. they had followed me on social media and stuff. Meg was there. She thought I was legit fucked. Because I thought I had given her the heads up, and I hadn't. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, I actually used it there as a big false finish. Where it was... Some, judgment Day, something... I hit a move, one, two, manager pulls the ref type mm, shit. Yeah. Just, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised and very happy with how the crowd reacted to that knee It's good finish. Good stuff. I Such it. good shit. Um, what is not good shit is coming up after this classic match. Uh, odd promo with Mickey James and, and Bradshaw. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that Mickey James and Cena were like very briefly not really kind of a thing. Yeah. That on was... camera, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I love... Weird promo. J- JBL being a bully, though. I just, the way he bullies. If you ever ask me a stupid question again. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I don't know. Uh, This next note that I have, I'm not sure if I can read it correctly. I think it just says, zippity-da-da, who? Um, <laughs> I have a note that will clarify. I, I just, okay, is that what that says? Um... I think, I think those are question marks. I think that that is what that says. It's not supposed to be what it says. Okay. Um, because my next note says, ZD Dada is a horrible band name. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> Zippity Dada. <laughs> I was really um, hoping you'd bring that up. Weird. Uh, my next note just says, Beth gets no credit. That's Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you talk about somebody that was just in the wrong era. Yeah. Like... She would be flourishing now. Uh, dude, imagine if she had been born and everything else had been, like, you know what I mean? Like, the same, so to speak, uh, eight years later. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Uh, I, okay, so it's a triple threat here, right? It's Beth Phoenix, Melina, and... Uh, Mickey James. Mickey James, that's right. Uh, so, there was a... Uh... Video package to set this up, or uh, not a video package, but like a callback to Beth Phoenix and uh, uh, Melina falling out or whatever. Sure. And one of the other ladies runs away and then comes back with a ref, and I'm like, and I noticed, and I made a note of this, there are always refs, a stone's throw away to break up a backstage fight. Yeah. Without fail. Yeah. 
They're I just hanging it. out. Yeah. <laughs> They're ah. just standing around. Yep. They're like, uh, God, what's it called in the video game? Uh, where it's a, a person. They're not, you're not playing as them. Uh, a CPU, computer, computer player unit or something, I don't know, something like that. Sure. Uh, non-player character. NPC. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. A CPU is not what I was looking for. Is that Computing what that processing for? unit. Okay, that's yeah, what's like, in my well, computer yeah. right now. I was like, I don't think that's right, but all right. Like, computer I don't know. player unit. What? If am you had I said it was confidence and stuck with it, I would have bought it because I I don't know shit about either of these worlds. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think that Melina only really worked as a heel. To me, Babyface Melina just wasn't. I'd have to go back and see. Yeah. I never really paid attention to women's wrestling back in this day because... It wasn't really good. Yeah. And it sucks because I think that there were women that were trying. Mm-hmm. That, like, Mickey James obviously was great. We've talked about that before on the show. Beth was great. I, I kind of think that Melina was, like, not at the same speed, but on, the, on a similar trajectory as, like, a Trish Stratus, where mm-hmm. brought in, not good, yeah. really only <laughs> used for, like, the Eminem bit. But she was, I think, getting better. Yeah. And then, you know, it may have taken a longer time or whatever, but then was just gone. I don't know. Uh, I thought that Beth holding up both of them for the backbreaker thing was really impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought generally with this this uh, triple threat, there were a lot of neat sequences. Mm-hmm. Um. In my opinion, there had to be a better way to get out of that backbreaker than just collapsing. And then the oh, finish yeah. was just so anticlimactic. I don't even remember what it was. I don't either. I just sure. remember that it was anticlimactic. And that, that really... I, I think this match could have been passable if the finish weren't sure what it was. <laughs> um, so coming up next, we've got Under, as uh, Mike Adamley would call him, against Edge. <laughs> And Ed, as Adam we would call him. <laughs> His name is Ed G E. <laughs> um. So I've got a couple early notes here. Taker's MMA stuff. Mm-hmm. Not really a fan, and I am a diehard Taker fan, but I'm specifically not a fan of undead cowboy wizard Undertaker. Also, mixed martial arts enthusiast. I always call him MMA Grandpa Taker at this point. Yeah, you know what? Yes, absolutely. Like, I know um, they eventually... Also, this is that weird, awkward period where they hadn't named the Hell's Gate. I don't remember them ever putting over Hell's Gate this hard. Oh, dude, yeah. I don't remember that. I, I have zero recollection of that. I so remember the, it being in the video game, and that's my first memory of it. Not even kidding. Dude, I remember he started doing it, and I... Re- like. I'm not an MMA fan. I never have been. But I remember as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I just thought it looked so easily escapable because obviously it's a worked version of a, you know, a shoot hold. Yeah. It's a, God, somebody's going to come at me in the comments. I think it's a Goga Plata. Is what it's called? You don't even don't look at me. I could Whatever, man. Anyways, <laughs> I just, I didn't really like it. I, I thought it was crazy that that's what he went over with at Mania. That was the finish of him and Edge at Mania. Which, that match is great. I think it's a forgotten gem. But, Mm -hmm. um, I thought Taker always looked good with the big gold belt. Yeah. Yeah. I would have 
hated Taker with the fucking spinner belt. Me too. There's when you th- there's always that conversation like you see this belt, who do you think of? Sure. To me, there's like I think there's like three people I think of with big gold, and it's um. Well, now I got to think of a third one because I know Batista is yeah. one of them. Undertaker is yeah. another one that I think of immediately when I okay. think of big gold. I don't even know if I can think of Batista is at my top, I think. Yeah. That, for some reason, that belt just looked perfect for him. I might put Triple H on that list. Yeah. But it's weird because he has had so many world title runs with so many different world title designs. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I kind of just got to go with that one, I think. If I I think... Pick another one. I think if anyone... Benoit. Yeah. Even though his his run was very short, was well actually no it wasn't short, from Mania to SummerSlam that's a solid four or five months. Yeah, like, um, I think anyone, if if there is one person in that is listening to this, that John Cena is not the first person you think of when you see that spinner belt. Yeah. Email me, I will give you $50. Yeah, like, how the fuck could you not? Like, I will I will continue to not Like, tell me who email. you think of with the spinner belt that's not John Cena, and then tell me why you think that. <laughs> like, what an absurd thing. And also, you know what? I There's won't give you money, but I'll tell you this. If you're listening to this and you think that, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't give them my email so that no one can not email yet. me. Uh... You can fucking suck sand in Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> the worst state. Why is Vermont the worst state? Just fuck them. What happens in Vermont, to be honest? That's why. You can't You're tell right. me a goddamn thing about it, can you? You don't even know what it looks like there. I think Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine might be like just in that corner, the neck and the head See, I can of the United I can States. at least, I have a concept of Maine. I do, too, only because I did a project. In, I, I in read a lot of Stephen King, and, like, for some reason, he just sets every goddamn thing in the state of Maine. But, like, Vermont, like, it, that's, that's, <laughs> that is to Canada what Tasmania is to Australia. It's the same thing. We just don't talk about it. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's this match on this wrestling <laughs> that, podcast. That, that. Edge versus Undertaker. I don't think we've said anything besides MMA Grandpa and Hell's Gate about it. Yeah. So let's get back to that. Sure. The only reason that I didn't hate the MMA Grandpa uh, Undertaker okay. is because, A, it was right in my wheelhouse of what, like my height of my kid fandom. Sure. But B, and I think more importantly... His punches were Beautiful. so good. I, I, made, I have a note about the gloves. Like, it's just... The, the fact that he's wearing MMA gloves and probably is the last person on the roster of all time that ever need like take goddamn those punches they're so good like he's on my top 5 punches of all time list he's on my top 2 easily who's the, who's and the i think other? i think who's, the, who's the only one, one that beats him <laughs> i i'm waiting with bated breath matt hardy won't argue matt hardy's <laughs> on my top 5 yeah if i were to go top 5 punches, or punchers, whatever you want to call it, of all time. And you know what? I'm going to do this in no particular order. Jerry Lawler, Taker, Scott Hall, Matt Hardy, Bill Dundee. Mm, okay. I'm convinced Jerry Lawler could fucking punch the wings off a fly. 
<laughs> and the fly wouldn't feel it. It would just crash into the ground and be like, the fuck happened? <laughs> um, hmm. But yeah, like, I, I actually really like this match. I, a, I highly enjoyed this there's match. There's a turnbuckle choke slam. And a buckle bomb. Yeah! What is Taker doing? He's watching Ring of Honor. Being like, <laughs> I gotta do that shit. Yeah. Um, I've got to know here about, like, Ryder being there for fucking ever. Yeah. I'd forgotten how long he was there. There was a point in this match where Undertaker goes for old school and then is nutted on Buck, the top a, rope. Also, I had to... Str- sorry. Don't mean to interrupt. I had to struggle to read this. <laughs> uh, it's a buckle last ride. Oh, That's yeah. what the... Okay. This also, because of my complete shit handwriting, looks like it just says... Duck flat slide. Uh, <laughs> See, now you've got beautiful. I have a beautiful yeah, typeface right. here <laughs> that is easy to read, unless when I type big glod instead of big gold. <laughs> but anyway, so there was a point in the match where Undertaker goes for old school, gets nutted on the top rope, and he sells it. Yeah. My question is, when Undertaker was dead, did yes. he still have testicles? You know, uh, I'm going to say. Based on extensive viewing of the 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake. No. Okay. That's an awesome movie. Okay. Uh, okay. Zack Snyder has made two and a half good movies, and that's one of them. <laughs> What's the half? Uh, I go back and forth on Watchmen. Oh, okay. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's great, and sometimes I'm like, eh. Well, Patrick Wilson's in it, so it's perfect, in my eyes. Have you seen Watchmen? I think if we're thinking of the same person, or the same thing. It's the only one where there's a vigilante. Patrick Wilson is in the movie. Yes. He Rorschach. plays Night Owl. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it Night Owl or Owl Man? It's Night Owl. Night Owl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the book is great. Uh, anyways, my brother has it. Side Fantastic. tangents aside, this is side tangent the episode. I gotta be honest with you, audience feedback I get, they love the side tangents. Well, that's good. Coming in hot. There's a lot of them. Uh, I thought this match was fantastic. I think that Vicky is probably the, in terms of getting heat as an authority figure, the only person that surpasses her is Vince. And yeah. I, I and I might, with I will argue with the caveat, Vince wins by longevity. Yeah. Vicky got such, like, a pure hate <laughs> yeah. at certain points. Yeah. Which is a testament to both how awesome she is a performer and how horrid wrestling fans are that we would be like, yes, one of our most beloved performers has passed. We will boo his widow. (laughs) Mercilessly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there were friggin' incredible a great sequence leading into the snake eyes on the exposed buckle where mm-hmm. they were like going back and forth and mm-hmm. I was like oh my god what's gonna happen and then the snake eyes on the buckle um Undertaker goes for the choke at one point and then it immediately has to like let it go which I was like I like that right because that's the, the gimmick right that the, yeah. the hold is banned yes yeah. the unnamed submission hold is banned <laughs> yeah um Undertaker wins by count out mhm I don't know how to feel about that. But then, there's some shenanigans here, isn't there? Yes. Which I understand why they did the count-out finish. Yeah. Now, now that there's... But I just... 
hmm, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the the championship remains vacant because Vicky. That's like, what, that's right. I okay. I had forgotten that the belt was vacated. Mm-hmm. So this was right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So you could win in any capacity, and win the belt. Yes. So you win by count out. Okay, cool. But then what's what's the logic? Isn't something Vicky like... says that a championship cannot be crowned unless by pinfall or submission. But in which this is pe- not true. Not <laughs> true in this instance. It's also it, not it, true it if it can a... only change hands. Correct. But it but if there are no hands on it, hands can surely be on it by count out. Correct. But I mean, I guess that's just a way for Vicky to get heat making up the rules as by uh, like. As this is also something that I wish was emphasized more for tournaments specifically. Like if you have a vacated belt and you have a tournament, mm-hmm. you you win matches in tournaments by pin, excuse me, pinfall, submission, count out, or disqualification. Mm-hmm. So you can get to the end of a tournament for a belt, and you can win that belt on a DQ, and it makes perfect sense. And I don't know why this isn't done more often. And actually, Vicky says that a, a title cannot change hands under um, uh, countout or disqualification. Right. Which makes me think, um, under this logic okay. of, no, in this case, it it's not changing hands. Mm-hmm. You could win by disqualification. Undertaker could have just gone for the choke, mm-hmm. not thinking... About the fact that Vicky was going to change the rules, get right. disqualified, right? And would he would he have won? No, he no, he would have lost. Edge would but then won. Taker could have grabbed the mic yeah. and said the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that would have been kind of cooler. Yeah, just like mm. you can't win by DQ or you know countout, and then tombstoned him, and then pinned him. I don't. I don't. I just. I think the heart of this issue is that I just don't like that the championship remained vacant. I'm sure, yeah, I mean, I don't either, I mean, but I guess it's just it's a, a way, way to, like, uh, drag prolong, this out. Yeah. Even I feel like these but, guys had, like, five matches on pay-per-view this year. Uh, Th- maybe, this year I, being to... eight, but, yeah. <laughs> did you know their first ever uh, one-on-one match was at Mania? I did not know that. Crazy, ain't it? Yeah, that would be a hell of a way to start. What if their chemistry was non-existent? Yeah. Like, pressure, man. Fucking pressure. Also... Uh, Edge takes a crazy bump in that match from the top turnbuckle to the floor. Why do I not remember this? Because for some reason, nobody remembers that match. Like, Mania 24 is always going to get remembered for Sean and Flair, and I get that, but nobody fucking remembers that Edge and Taker match, and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Shall we move on? Yeah, I think uh, we might want to... Man, we're over an hour. And we're, we have like 48 then matches. We've got like left. half, yeah. Um, Orton promo. It's it, good. Yeah, it just, my note says good, not great. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming. Uh, yeah, MVP and his <laughs> weird fucking gear. His jizz based entrance theme. Uh, <laughs> I was not a fan of MVP at this point. Really? Just didn't get it. Didn't give a fuck. I always liked uh, MVP. I do love an open challenge, though. I do, too. Uh, I thought this was a weird bait and switch. Yeah. To not do Matt. He can slap a tomato. Oh, wait, no, he's got a sharp dick. And huh? he keeps it in his pocket. He speaks volumes, but never utters a word. It's a, the bait and switch, because, like, 
I can slap a tomato. Oh, okay. And then, I got a sharp dick. Oh, wait, is that the lyrics? (laughs) No, I got a sharp stick. Okay, because one (laughs) of my notes here actually says, I did not like this song for Jeff. I like the song, but I agree with you, not for Jeff. I like Jeff better coming out to that stock music that nobody owns, evidently. Yeah, Uh, that that everyone in the world equates to Jeff Hardy now. Yeah, of course. Um... Also, what a difference a few months can make. Because by the end of 2008, Jeff Hardy's WWE champion. Yeah. What like, what month did the show take place in? This is... No. I, I want to say this is May, June? Well, you Should know, we, look we it up? can't... Should we, we Google we can't, it? We don't have an intern today. Damn it. None of them want to work overtime. Fucking millennials. Uh... <laughs> I say that as if I'm not technically one. Uh, I'm actually not. I'm too. Yeah, young. that's right. You're I'm too young to be Gin Cube or something at this point. <laughs> what? Man, May. May. Okay. So yeah, I, I think it's like November of this year. Uh, Jeff Hardy is WWE champion. Uh, just facial hair. Pretty uh, ornate. <laughs> Yeah. And something that if I could do, I would have done. I have a note that says, I wish I could be half as over as Jeff. Dude, uh, like, there was, for a long time, he had 100% of the audience. Guys thought he was cool because he could do crazy shit. Girls, for whatever reason, thought he was dreamy, and I'm like, whatever floats your fucking boat, I guess. (laughs) And then kids thought it was cool just to see some guy with wacky hair. Yeah. Like... Uh, um, I don't remember what it was, but I have a note here that says Wild Cutoff. I don't remember what it was either. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think, actually, I think the the cutoff uh, was why I wrote, Jeff, why do you hate your body? That, that might have been. Right. I thought this match was solid. Yeah, it was long. Yeah, it was fine. It was okay. Wild that Jeff Hardy won with the Whisper in the Wind. He did? Yeah. Shit, I don't remember that at all. He won with the Whisper in the Wind, unless I'm just... I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I I don't remember, but fuck, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah. Alright, moving on. Man, oh man, this main event. William Regal says Triple H, and I thought it was a bit... Not to be confused with the way he would say, You manga! (laughs) You manga! (laughs) Representing Roar! The Samoan bulldozer, Lumanga. Or like when Kurt Angle would say Asuka. You mean Umaga? Yes, that's what I said. Umanga. <laughs> there's not. That happened. There's not even an end, dude. That whole horseshit impression that I just did happened in a promo between Vince and Triple. Uh, uh Vince and Regal. <sighs> there's not even an end. But anyway, so Orton versus Triple H. Um. This is a steel cage, right? It is. My I, did first not, no- I did not write that down, so I just want to make Dude, sure. Dude, my first note here just says these two, they were always chasing... What? Okay, this is another, sh- another shout-out to Matt Cage. Fuck, he should sponsor this show as much as we promote his sorry ass. Uh, <laughs> I think he's, he's the one who coined the phrase chasing epic. And we would use this in reference to guys who are, like, trying to have that, like... Mania, mania classic. Classic and despite their best efforts, and sometimes the guys are good, so it's not always that, like, oh, you fucking suck or anything. It's just not there. Yeah. It might... You know what I mean? There's so many intangibles and and so many variables. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I, my first note here just says Triple H and Orton were always chasing an epic. And in my mind, they never got it. I think their best oh. match was that one at the Saudi Arabia show, like, last year. Really? Or maybe, yeah. Hmm. I, the one that they main evented Mania 25 with, fucking hate. Hate that match. Hmm. And I've never seen it. it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't know, like, I thought this was good, it was solid, I just thought it was dull. There's vintage on vintage. Yeah. Like, um... Seemed long. Orton in his entrance proves that anyone would be should be able should be able to hit a move and then win because he goes onto the top turnbuckle and in a step is on the top of the cage doing yeah. the Orton pose and I'm like yeah. then why doesn't anyone just go and then leg it yeah, up yeah exactly but anyway um, also I I hate the escape rule in cage matches yeah I hate it I know it's a it's a fucking get out of jail free card. It's a way to have a finish without having somebody eat a finish. Yeah. But, like, it to me it just defies the purpose of the cage in the first fucking place. I do have a note here that says... First of all, okay, before I can get to my next note, I don't remember voices being this old. Oh, yeah. I I have no recollection of it being he, nearly if, this old. If I recall correctly, this is what I remember it as, and somebody can fucking correct me, but... He used Burn My Light at Mania 24, which is this year. That's 08. And then the next night on Raw had voices. Now, I may be misremembering that by a couple weeks, but I remember being furious that he didn't... De- to me, you debut the new song at Mania. Yeah, that would be... And it was something where it was close enough that I was like, I refuse to believe that you just recorded this. <laughs> like, uh, the... Rev Theory had that fucking song made. You can't convince me otherwise. And they chose not to debut it at Mania. Which, wouldn't that have been, like, incredible? Yeah. And, whatever. Maybe I'm misremembering it by a few weeks or even a month. But, for some reason, in my mind, it was like the next one. I was like, holy shit, this song's dope. Because I never, you know what I mean? Like, it was new, you never heard it. I was like, why the fuck was this not on the pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Anyways. My next note says, Orton is a Greek god. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's. I mean, my. I mean, he's a creative wrestler. If I were to, go, if someone said, "Here's the controller." Yeah. Create the perfect man. Yeah. He would be it. Yeah. Like, so I think that part of why I never liked the matches that these two had is, it's like watching one of them wrestle a clone of the other one. They're very, very similar in that once they figured out what they do and they got that, like, dialed in and perfected, they did not change anything. Yeah. And I don't even, like, I don't care about the five moves of Doom thing or shit like that. Like, once Triple H was like, oh, Pedigree's the finish, that was the finish, right? Same with Orton, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But they're so similar. And it's weird that I prefer Orton so much. It's not even in the question for me. Like, yeah, same. exactly. It's not even like I've never, never really gotten Triple H. I never really. He's been in a lot of. Ma- he he's in my favorite match of all time. But like, he's never been my guy. He's never been a top five. Never even top ten. I and I couldn't. I can't I, exactly tell you why. I'm I'm with you. I honestly I can't agree more. I bet at any point in my life I could list. 40 wrestlers that I enjoy watching more than I watch or enjoy watching Triple H. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Um, consistent, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No one can deny his success or that he's, like, not skilled. So, I, I just read one of my notes that I have to say. It goes on a question, or a, a tangent that we got, went on earlier about belt designs. Let's bring it back. And I just, this note says, Spinner belt sucks dog ass for nickels. I agree. I, 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 I hate fucking it. hate it. I've always And Bailey, it. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening to this. That's the worst fight for free. Wait, he likes the spinner belt. He yes, and it's because Ooh. it's because that's when he started watching. Which that's when I started sure. watching too. Fuck the spinner belt. <laughs> like, I mean, I can understand nostalgia is a fucking hell of a factor, but at the same time, it's like, man, like, to me, that belt. The only reason they kept it for so long too is because they made so much money selling replicas of that belt for which, fucking losers to take to independent shows. Yeah. Why? What are you doing? If you want a replica belt, that's fine. Put it on a fucking shelf in your house. Frame it. Wear it in the privacy of your own home, guys. We don't care. But you're not the world champion. There was a man, or boy, I will say. Boy! A boy. Boy! Who was once a part of our locker room. This is... I know where this is going, and guys, I'm filled with rage. He, on multiple occasions, brought a replica IC belt. Uh, Intercontinental Championship belt to the show. He was on the pissing card. I'm going to say this real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not care to use the word mark <laughs> in regards to wrestling fans. I, I'm i being... I'm not even trying to be funny right now. I'm being... It, it, it is funny. But yeah, yeah. just because my... Natural humor and wit. Uh, <laughs> and humble. <laughs> and you're so humble. Uh, no one could be more humble than me. I'm the humblest. Uh, but I, I legitimately do not like to refer to wrestling fans as marks. I find it to be insulting, disingenuous, outdated, and carny. The people that I refer to as marks, 99 times out of 100, are fucking rubes that are, quote, in the locker room, or in the business, or in training, like this fucking jamoke, who is... On, sh- he had matches. He went to training, and is bringing. Also, the IC belt. That's not even the belt. What the fuck? That's like you have a a replica of second place. <laughs> You're dragging <laughs> that around. It's just baffling to me. Like, buy whatever you want to buy, but like, behave like a fucking contributing member of society. Please. And for some reason, people only do this with wrestling. I can't... Like, imagine if I bought a 1999 World Series ring. Yeah. Like, a replica of it. Mm -hmm. And was just walking around talking about what a great fucking baseball player I am. (laughs) Going to baseball games. Yeah. Just being like, check this shit out. (laughs) Somebody would beat me to death. (laughs) Yeah. Rightfully and so. I would, and I and, would deserve it. Yeah, yeah rightfully that, so. That, yeah. What a better way to die. Like, the fact that we didn't beat this man. Oh, yeah. Even given what happened later, but life we'll, will, we'll get into that. Maybe. Life will fucking do it for us and drag it out longer than we ever could. Yeah. So this match... Um, I I still I still say I like it. Like, I, it's I, fine. I'm, it's not nearly as bad as I think that my early comments made it out to be. Yeah, it, it, you, it, it did make it seem like you hated this, but... This is one of their um, better ones that they had. It's not... I, I don't think it's great, but... I think I think it's just my love for Orton that makes that sure. makes this match great, because I have notes like, 
Orton could tell an entire novel with his eyes. I agree with that. And then immediately after I wrote that, Lawler said exactly that same thing. And I was like, God damn it, Lawler. Yeah. You stole my shit. We still have heat, dude. I put you over for that good comment you had about the Lumberjack match on the last (laughs) show. And you fucking go and steal my comment from me out of my goddamn brain. You hear that, Gerald? Yeah, he he listens. We have heat. We're broadcast live in Memphis. Um... Like, um, I, I, I didn't hate this match. I, I just, I don't think I enjoyed it even as much as you did. I, I completely agree with all of the shit about Orton. Um, a little confused as to why Mike, referee Mike Chiloda, I don't know, uh, <laughs> that's not how you say it, um, counted when Orton got to the ropes. Is that, I mean, what... Because, I so mean, like, it's a steel cage match, and, like... All right, so... Later, they introduce a chair, so you... and Okay, so this is the way that this has been explained to me. Based upon the rules of a match, you can hit someone with a chair, you can do whatever. However, the match has to end inside of the ring. As such, the ropes are still in play. So, what happens if you're in the ropes? Well, you can't get disqualified, but you can't win. It would be the same as if you were having a no-disqualification match and you tried to pin somebody on the floor. Okay, They're yeah. just not going to count that pin. I can see that, but... What, I, give, what, what, I, what, I, I, I a million percent understand what you're saying, by the way. What would have happened if Mike got into five? Nothing. Exactly. That's so what why I'm saying. was he counting? You, I don't... Quite frankly, I don't know, and it, honestly, at that point, it's on the Fed for not explaining it, like smartening, training up the referees and shit. Like, yeah, the, he needs to just be like, you can't win in the ropes. There's, no, there shouldn't be a count. Yeah, it should just be a constant verbal reprimand. Get him out of the fucking ropes. The match will continue. You know, whatever, whatever it may be. But yeah, the five count thing in that instance is stupid. Okay. Um, I have another note praising Orton. I, dude. Yeah, how could I you not? I love Orton. But this note says, Orton could stalk someone laying on the ground for three hours, and I would be interested the entire time. So would the entire crowd. Incredible. Like, I said this today to someone at work. I don't know how we got on the subject of it. I don't but know I said, Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler. Sure. I will sit here and look you in the fucking eyes and tell you that Orton is the best professional wrestler to ever do it. I can't argue that. Like, I, I think that there's so many people that, like, hate on Orton for, like, oh, he's lazy and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, your your definition of lazy is wrong, frankly. Like, the the level of nuance, the level of details, everything is positioned for the hard cam. Any sequence that mm-hmm. that, that motherfucker is in part of when was the last time you saw him do anything with his back to a camera? You, you know what I mean? Like, I when you think of what... Okay, I, let me, I'll put a small caveat on this. When it comes to what World Wrestling Entertainment presents as professional wrestling, I don't know that there's been anyone better than Randall Keith Orton. Mm-hmm. Would his shit work in, say, like, New Japan? No, it wouldn't. It could, maybe, but that's a completely different product. I, I that's think a different he, version. I think he would and could adjust. 
Sure. I mean, I'm not saying that it absolutely. I don't would. know that uh, would if would he be as good, even given the adjustments there. I don't know, but maybe not. I I will I'll, I'll accept. Well, your like my, my point being that like if we're judging based on what this version of pro wrestling is, mm-hmm. I struggle to think of a guy that checks all the boxes more than Orton. I'm saying that if you were to take him out of that yeah. element, he may not deliver at quite the standard that he does now, but. We will never know, quite frankly, because yeah. he's not going anywhere. And I don't. And I don't know if I want him to. No, honestly. I wouldn't either. Like, I don't not think even, I not would. Not even for morbid curiosity, I wouldn't. I, I mean that in the sense that, like, there are some guys that I think only work in certain yeah. promotions or in certain. Um, uh, uh, I always go back to the word versions, certain versions of pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and they they through maybe no fault of their own. Don't work in other ones. Yeah. That's that. At one point, Orton had full cheeks out because Triple H <laughs> pulled down on his yeah. tights. Like, what the fuck? Jesus. Um, Triple H wins, of course. With a chair shot. I wasn't surprised. How wild was that? Yeah. I mean, protected, but yeah. It's chair shot kick pedigree. Yeah. Because... Must go over with pedigree. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I I can think of so few matches that Triple H has ever won not with the pedigree. He beat Jeff Hardy once with a sleeper, which is... A, a, uh, <laughs> he beat Jeff Hardy with a crucifix pin. A wh- That's right. A what? And uh, on our first episode, the match that you did not watch... <laughs> hey... He beat Shawn Michaels after a run-in from Edge. I struggle to... Th- I'm, I'm positive there's other ones, but I struggle to think of any other instance of him winning a match with not the pedigree. How many uh, matches are on this show? Uh, that's it. I know, but how many matches? Is it six? I think. Because some of them are just way too long. Uh, I'm trying to see. think. Is that opening tag? There's one. Or no, I'm sorry. John on John action. There's one. Tag, there's two. The good shit, that's three. Women's match is four. Taker and Edge is five. MVP and Jeff is six. Triple H, Orton, that makes seven. Okay. Because I I had originally said in my overall notes here that um, this match, or this show is an overall thumbs up, but I think... Because I think there's three matches worth watching here. They're outnumbered to four. Sean, uh, Jericho, yeah. Edge and Taker, and then I I liked the main event. The, That's fair. The... For me, this is a two going up, and the rest is... I would give Orton Triple H a flat thumb sideways, and everything else kind of gets a thumbs down. I Dude, that, but the Shawn Michaels and Jericho... If you watch anything Honestly, the of the show... The show is worth it. The show is worth it for that for match that alone. For that match alone, yeah. Edge and Taker is a pleasant surprise, and like Orton Triple H, you liked it more than I did, which is fine, but to me it wasn't like, bleh. I think I'm going to give this a thumbs to the side, the bar. We are the bar? Yeah, only because I can't possibly give this show a thumbs down with no. Shawn Michaels no. and Jericho no. being on it. Fuck, I'd give it a thumbs up just based on that match alone. I don't care. Well, I'm yeah, else I didn't is. want uh, that. I didn't want my biases to <laughs> outweigh that much. But I guess we're one mine of mine will. Uh, but 
I honestly, if you if 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 you had to pick one match, uh, it's pretty clear. Sure, Shawn Michaels and Jericho from this. And if you haven't seen it, seek it out. Do yourself Don't, a favor. Like, it is incredible. Uh, is there anything we need to plug? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that came out a little bit more clunky than I wanted it to. But, uh... uh. <laughs> I'll plug my Twitter. Ah. At Deschain underscore QD. Okay. I was about to ask. I get it now. Um... Mm-hmm. Yes, please follow the young man on Twitter. Um, I'm not on that hellhole until I start running the "What are we even doing here?" Twitter, which I will. I, you know what I'm going to say? Hmm. State the episode. I'm going to create that Twitter tonight. I, I command you to give me the password and everything. Well, why don't you create it on your phone if you're going to run it? No, we'll both do it. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll both get it. <laughs> That way there will be this weird shift in tone in the tweets. People will <laughs> if, be like, if the, wor- if the tweet says newfangled in it, it's it's Tom. <laughs> Dad gummit. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, also, we always want to plug Zawa Live. Check them out on IWTV. Check them out on Facebook. Yeah. Watch our stuff. Come to a show. What Are We Even Doing is on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Fucking A. Uh, also, tell people about this podcast. Yeah, share it around a little bit. Why don't Why don't you guys do some of the work? We can't do it all. Come like, on, like Braden does do the bulk of the work. I'm not going to lie and say <laughs> otherwise. But why don't Why don't you listen to this? Why don't you get off your lazy ass? <laughs> hit a like. Hit a share. Tell people to listen to this because we know that if you're looking for a podcast about two straight white guys talking about professional wrestling. Your options are limited. Does it matter that we're straight? It does for the purpose of my joke. Okay. Uh, your options are limited to about, I don't know, 40 million podcasts. <laughs> so why don't you try giving back to us for once? I think God might have, damn it. I think that might be a little aggressive, um, but I love the plug. Sure, thank you. I, I love right. it. Um, um, also, we have a long list of people that want to be guests on this thing. Yes. And I assure you, we will get some of them on this thing at <laughs> uh, future dates. And once we uh, start doing some more social media stuff, you can make requests. We may listen to them. Mm-hmm. We may not. That is true. Anyways, uh, until next time. Uh, my name is Ben Damien. You can't throw it to me, man. <laughs> Physically <laughs> threw it to you. Yeah. Until I, Okay, let's throw it to you. Until next time. I have been Damien Deschain, otherwise known as Braden. I have been and will continue to be Christian Rose, otherwise known as Tom. God damn it. Join us next time when we ask the eternal question, what what are are we we even even doing? doing? I thought we were going to do a pause there. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. Why is the the mouse doing the thing again? You got to hit stop. I got... The mouse wasn't working. Sure. But now I got it. We're good. You got it. Yeah. What are we even doing?